What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, I am very excited. I'm joined by Thea Daniels. Uh, man, what is one word to describe her? Electric. That might be a good word. Uh, she's just awesome. She joins us today. She's going to talk about kind of staying centered on who you really are uh, through life and really just kind of chasing after your dreams. She is, she is the example, right? And she works with clients to get them to the same space. You know, she... We talk a little bit about how it's almost painful to see someone who wants to be living their dream and is kind of stuck in life, if that makes sense. So you guys are going to love this one. I hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go with my special guest, Thea Daniels. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Going throttle up. All right, we are. I'm so glad they, they, you know, I'll just own it because it's my show and that's what we do. Zoom added this really stupid, this meeting is being recorded thing. And it sounds like something out of an 80s movie. And it's, it is very off-putting and I've got to figure out a way to turn it off. Anyway. Enough about that nonsense. I am with the incredible Thea Dance. What's up? Hey, Travis. <laughs> I am super stoked to have you on. Uh, we've been working on this for a hot minute now, and I'm glad we could finally pull it together. So I obviously will intro you when the show comes out a little bit, but you know you best. So tell the folks who you are, what it is you do, what you're all about. All right. Thank you. Love to talk about myself. <laughs> That's the best thing that I can talk about. A little bit about me. I am a midlife person and have lived most of my adult life, well, good grief, all of my adult life, uh, living the 12-step lifestyle. And what that means is I follow a philosophy of personal responsibility and the actions and the choices that I make direct my next choices. And all along the way, it's about making choices that make me fulfilled and happy. I've uh, been fortunate enough to do what I enjoy doing my whole life, my art. I've been a therapist for the last 30 years plus. And when you do what you love, you eliminate half of life's battles. Absolutely. Literally, seriously, half. If you are having a bad day, you get to go to work. Right. If you're having a good day, you get to go to work. And then, of course, I got to do my art with that. And then doors opened up for me. And I was able to get some education as a cultural anthropologist because I'm a people person. And somewhere along the way, I decided parenthood was a good thing. And I have two amazing teenage sons that are acting just like teenagers are supposed to be acting right so they're super and, uh, frustrating yeah yeah they are a huge learning curve right now and uh you know kind of wrap that circle up right now what got me into coaching i've been into coaching about three years now we had the fires uh a few years back and i had that one moment experience you know that one thing that curly talks about in city slickers right. great movie love that movie great reference. Curly talked about that one thing yeah um so what he talked about is we all have that that one thing and i was walking 
back up a little bit. Uh, the fires hit in Santa Rosa out of nowhere. And at two o'clock in the morning, there was banging on my front door and my children's father walked in with a cloud of smoke surrounding him saying, Santa Rosa's on fire. We've got to get out of here. And that was out of the ordinary because he's not a magician. Let's just make that clear. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's very clear. He's <laughs> right. not a magician. And it was a surreal moment though. And he had come to uh, take my, my sons and I down to his sisters in Marin County. And uh, in the, the chaos of it all, you know, it was like walking through mud in slow motion, but insanely fast. And what happened is I knew my, my place was not to go. It felt like I would be running away, but my children were going to be safe with their dad right. and get out of town. And that, that little freedom of safety, that my responsibilities were going to be safe with their dad opened me up to this whole thing. I wasn't even thinking about it, but the freedom to be in service. And I knew my place was to go down to the vet's hall and go see what I can do. So I, I actually called the police department and said, I live right downtown. I live near the vet's hall. There's the fire department, the police department. Where do you need me? And they said, head on down to the vet's hall. And through all that smoke and it was windy and it was chaotic. I walked down there and there was this eerie orange glow in the sky. And I was by myself and the sirens were going and the wind was blasting through my hair. And I experienced this sense of freedom and clarity that I was doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. <laughs> and then I walked right into chaos and it was lights and cars and people and this car pulled up right in front of me and got out. The driver got out and he opened the door and he said, here, take them. I found them walking on the road. And he handed two elderly people off to me, still in their pajamas. Wow. And that's what, it was just, bam, I was able to be on it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was helping people. Right. And, and then we were there before all the first responders because nobody knew this fire was going to be so insanely out of control. It was absolutely nuts and i had the only cell phone that worked and uh, course, became right. part of ground central down there with the microphone and more volunteers came out of the woodwork and people needing help and um that was my moment and i didn't want to let it go and it took a couple about a year and i discovered coaching was the direction that, to continue to feel that sense of freedom and clarity. I want to live my life that way. Right. And I want to help people do the same thing. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, a you know where I come from. And even I will concede that's a relatively extreme aha moment. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it's something I say quite a bit. And it, I say it probably to the point where now I even think it sounds cliche, but there is a lot of clarity to be found in chaos sometimes. And yes. so when you're dealing with your clients and I like, just knowing who you're going after, it's kind of, I, I think of Ricky Bobby, right? Where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Where we've all been there where it's like, you get in that point where you're doing everything right and you think you should be happy, you should feel contented. But even your mm -hmm. story, like you were doing something you love, but you know, if you're, if you're just checking the blocks on life, you get in this weird funk. And so yes. with, with keeping them out of, you know, like California wildfires, like 
how are you, <laughs> how are you getting your clients to see those aha moments of like, there's a little clarity and chaos and there's freedom on the other side of it? Oh, that's an awesome question. Thank you. When you ask yourself that question, is this all there is? This is kind of boring. Right. You know, what, what's next? Um, there's that song, is this my beautiful wife? Is this my beautiful family? And right. It's like, <laughs> days have gone by and uh, we followed all the rules or maybe we decided not to follow all the rules and broke all the rules. And still, though, it culminates with this place in life where the drive to do what we're supposed to do to live that happy life kind of hits you and you go, am I happy? And so that is what is attra- I guess attracts people when, when I'm talking with somebody and I hear that question mark going, but wait a minute, what about me? Um, I didn't, I didn't do what, I wanted to do when I was right. a kid. Um, that's when the conversation starts because there's that glimmer in people's eyes. You know, I've done volunteer work with the American Cancer Society and our local cancer groups. I lost my mother to cancer. She got to be a grandma for five months. And um, that's how I pay homage back. And also being somebody in recovery, when the light goes on in people's eyes, even if it's a little bit of a glimmer, that is the place that I love touching right. and it creates a wildfire, basically, you know, to create that analogy, it can create a wildfire inside of you because the most powerful force really is the passionate soul that's on fire. And, you know, I think like my experience at tons of counseling individuals prior to getting out of the military and coaching and, and you've had a ton of life experience. I mean, let's set aside for one second that in the first 10 minutes, you've been able to reference the talking heads and city slickers, which, you know, take my money. But um, <laughs> but you, you've experienced a lot of life. And I think, you know, you get in this place where you, you, you're uniquely skilled to hear that, just that slight deviation in how someone says something. Even as simple as like, how's it going? They're like, good. You're like, ooh, that sounded like bullshit. You're not doing <laughs> yes. good. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that fine. That am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, go for it. It's my yeah. show. Okay, fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and evasive. That's yes. fine. When somebody yes. says they're fine, yes. <laughs> and it's one of those things too, where I, and I'm sure you feel the same way because of how you've come to this point of clarity, and now you're really doing something that fulfills you. Is when you see that. It, it almost hurts a little bit, right? Because you remember what that felt like. Like I know when I got out of the military and I was in corporate America and I, again, I thought I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I've got right. the hundred K a year job. I've got the house. I've got the cars, the kids, mm-hmm. the sports, all the stuff. And I've got all this stuff and I never get to see any of it, you know, like, right. It all looks good. Right. Right. When you and see it, it in somebody else, it looks good. It should feel good. But I, you know, I spent my entire career in the military, never seeing my kids. And now here I am on the backside of it, never seeing my kids. And so when I hear it, it's like, oh, 
my soul is crushed for you to, to still be in that spot where you're not living your passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the trick is that I discovered when I'm talking with people is when I hear it is to ask that question, you know, Hey, are you happy? Are you enjoying your family? Uh, how is working in corporate working for you? Right. And, and so you, I, I ask those, those little questions, but they're huge because what I'm listening for is the emotion behind it. You know, so we're, it, we're hitting 21, you know, and we're thinking, all I want to do is be able to go out and drink and be in the world. And then you blast through your 20s and it's all about, ah, 30, so old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I could go back to 33. But, but you know, so we've got to take stock. It's really valuable to revisit. I like to go in decades, you know, revisit our decades, and ask ourselves the questions of, am I doing what makes me happy and feeling fulfilled? Um, and it's different for everybody. For sure. You know, there, there are people now in their 50s going, God, I didn't have children. And guess what? They can. And then there are people in their 50s that children are leaving and they're going, I have always wanted to have a surf shop. And or a little bar on a beach somewhere. Right. And I love helping people tap into them. Well, then why not go do that? Yeah, it's, for, it's interesting. I think out of vacation, go check it out. So I think a lot of times, like, like we get weighed down by just existing. You know, it's funny because yeah. it's such an arbitrary, random memory. But I distinctly remember when I was six years old, we had a project in kindergarten to design a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it was to draw what you wanted to be when you grow up, right? And so I drew two different pictures. I either wanted to be a stand-up comedian or a rock star. Like those were my two, my only two things, right? <laughs> but what's been fun because I, that was like, you know, I had a weird, like that was the t-shirt I made by nine. I decided I was going to base my life off Ferris Bueller and the wild one. Like those two movies, yes. merged those together. Uh-huh. And you know, I was like, I'm going to stay true to whoever that guy is, the comedian, rock star, Ferris Bueller, Marlon Brando combo. And I think if you let the world get in your way, you lose sight of that, like, six-year-old version of yourself. And you, mm-hmm. you hear all this nonsense about you can't, you shouldn't, and all that crap gets in your way of being, you know, like, I, I'm not a comedian, but I'm moderately funny. I'm not a rock star, but I kind of look like one, you know, like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I still got there in one way, shape, or form. Yes. Yes. Not necessarily being, you know, one of the member of the Rolling Stones, but yeah, life happens. Right. Life happens and it can sidetrack us. But hanging on to that or re-getting touch with that that lit you up as a kid without any of the filters, there's some magic in there. And that's what lights you up on the inside, at least. That's what I see. Yeah, I know. You know, I've never been in front of a group of children, mine included, and gone, what do you guys want to do when you grow up? And they're like, oh, I would really like to be, you know, an accountant. Like, no, really? (laughs) Like, I would like to work in a mailroom. I mean, nothing wrong with those occupations. That really what you're going to be fulfilled doing. Mm -hmm. And the world Mm -hmm. just starts to put you in this little box to get smaller and smaller, and you allow it to happen. I remember... 
I was in the the junior college, so I was in my twenties, and I, I discovered I was smart. And it's really interesting how I love how you said that. I love how you said that so much, Thea, because you were always <laughs> smart, damn it! But there was some stupid part of the world that convinced you otherwise. Absolutely, and it was around math. my brother was the smart one in math and I just wasn't and what it was it was the teachers it was the people that had passion about what they were doing that saw in me and had that ability to pull it out so you know I get it I do get it in school through traditional education. You just got to box everybody in along the way and get them all through school. Sure. And it doesn't work for everybody. And I was one of those kids it didn't work for. And so honestly, I grew up thinking I was the stupid one. So I did some pretty extreme living in my life. And uh, like I said, fortunately, my life changed dramatically and I was able to go, whoa, wait a minute here. I'm, I'm wanting to be in charge of the direction I'm going. And, and I got A's and B's. And I'll tell you what, in math, and when I hit statistics, statistics, right. that's a horrible the word. The one that everyone loves. <laughs> but I, that, if I had that math way back when, my life would be different. Not any complaints about how it was, but yes, when you kind of follow these little rules and go, okay, next box, next, 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 it doesn't always lead you in the direction. And you're lucky if you get to have something that trips you up and makes you go, wait a minute, I'm, I'm shifting gears here. And so when I found out I was smart, wow. And guess what? I get to teach that to my kids. One of my children follows you know a similar path and he's going to take statistics in high school so i'm all right on kiddo because that was the math i understood terrible name but i understood it so it's being able to educate myself i'm a lifelong learner and when so when you start tapping into that little fire that burns inside so say you want to be a firefighter i don't know a firefighter sounds really cool, climbing right. buildings and rescue people and all of that. You wanted that as a kid, but then you, dad and mom are accountants and want you to be safe and secure and all of that, you know, but still that desire to be a firefighter, it lights you up and it stays with you your whole life. And so there are opportunities, there are volunteer firefighting and things like that, but when you reevaluate what lights you up, bringing it into your life, even if you're 30, 40, and 50 years old, and just shift a little bit right. and go, that's what makes me feel alive and go for it. And that's the I'm, thing, you know, it's, I love how you said that because it's not like life isn't putting those similar opportunities in front of you. You know, I mean, <laughs> Got it. Like I've been in several bands and not a rock star, but like I've been in front of <laughs> thousands and thousands of people on stages throughout my military career and beyond. So like, mm-hmm. I'm still doing the thing. I'm still getting laughs here and there. And it's like, if, if I had lost sight of that, that like who I decided to be. And so what is it like when you're talking to folks, because okay. a lot of it, like we said, is, you know, the world tells you a certain story and then you start playing that record in your head and that's all you can hear about yourself. And they say you suck at math. And so you believe it. And so 
how do you get your clients and folks you work with to question the bullshit of the world to go, really, is that really true? Is that really what's happening here? Or am I just buying into something you're trying to sell me? How do I, who typically I talk with people <laughs> because I, I am an adventure junkie. And so people come up to me and ask me about doing adventurous things. And so it's that, honestly, you know, everything I needed to learn, I learned in kindergarten phase. Right. And so when somebody, you can feel that sense of excitement in a tone of voice in Mervyn I, because I do my coaching a lot on the telephone and virtually, and there is that sense. And so, so you know, my kids are midlife where I'm at right now, midlife, and my kids are getting ready to leave the, the nest. And uh, they don't want to hang out with me the same way. And there's this little glimmer inside of me that's saying, it's my turn. Right. Now, mind you, I've lived a life that's very fulfilling and it's shifting again. I'm having to let go of parenthood. So I I, I'm talking with people. I'm talking with other parents that have kids my age. I also am talking with other parents that have kids my age that are starting to take care of their parents. And they're right. going, whoa, wait a minute. So there's this sense of there's more out there. I there's this and I wish I could um maybe it's time for me again and so when those thoughts and that sense of living comes out of somebody's mouth like oh my gosh I'm going to be taking care of my parents now I was getting ready to go and look at traveling right so to be able to say to somebody, you don't have to be trapped in that next box. Right. Yet I get your values. I get what drives you and motivates you. You get to make the choice of how that's going to work. There is not a one way that sure. this works. So yeah. let's dig on in and touch base with about what's your values, family, the needs of your family. And then what lights you up? Because those are also values, core values that you're born with or maybe found along the way. And what lights you up and how can you marry the two? I'd be willing to like bet you that when, you're, saying, when you're, you're talking to folks, on stage. you get a lot of like when they're, they're telling you all the things they, they would love to do. And they go, yeah, but I can't because and you I bet you get a lot of like, huh? When you're like, well, why not? Right. Because like, well, I just told you, no, you gave me a bunch of excuses. You didn't give me one good reason why you really can't do something. I hear you going somewhere with this, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> me? Never. Um, I think, I think, and I see this a lot with my clients, and I'm sure you do, because we're, we're kind of, you know, we talk about the same thing, like, go after what you really want. And I think a lot of times when people, they... 
I've seen it, man. I tell my kids straight up, like if you get to the mm-hmm. point where daddy can't move around anymore, stick me somewhere and roll out, go live. Like, don't let me mm-hmm. hold you back from experiencing life. And I think a lot of times people use circumstance as an excuse to not yes. do something rather than a, a reason to propel them to do better. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes, for anybody listening on this, Travis and I have been working on trying to get this podcast going for a while, and I've been trapped on the circumstance of my web page has got to be perfect or at least <clears throat> look good. And uh, pursuing that was quite a journey. And the big learning lesson I had in that, Travis, was I went in about a month. And my values are you don't give up. You sure. don't quit. Made my bed. I'm going to lay in it. And um this company that I had hired to work on the website wasn't working out and I went, okay, I'm in tears. It made me feel like math land back in high school. And, um, and you heard some of it. It was not a pleasant experience. I went, you know what? I know enough that it's not supposed to feel this way. And life is not, it's a little edgy. Life is not supposed to feel that way. It is not supposed to be that painful and hard. And I said, you're fired. <laughs> Got to right. your fired thing. And, <laughs> um, and then I was back at ground one, ground zero. But I'll tell you what, okay, so I have this, my little program is packed. Make a pact with yourself. It's P A squared C T. Pause. P. Pause. This isn't working for me. I'm aware That's the first A. I'm aware that this is not working. So what action am I going to take? That's the second A. What are the actions that I'm going to take to change this? And everything, if you approach it with curiosity, it just takes the charge right out of it. And approaching it with curiosity and then trusting. Trusting maybe your guide, you know, your coach. um, and trusting yourself in your circumstances going, this isn't working. So what is going to work for me? I didn't know what was going to work, but I knew the path I was on was not working. So I turned around, stopped and um, wound up going with Upworks and trying a different Avenue. The web page is still not where it's at, but you know what? I'm here with you now. And so all the education in the world sometimes is a beautiful thing. I'm a lifelong learner, but then it's about taking action. So that making a pact with yourself is a a foundation of how I do my coaching. Pause, become aware, take action. Big deal, taking action. The curiosity takes the fear out of it, helps you to have the courage to move forward, and you trust that you're doing the right thing. And so one more thing I want to touch on. You you brought it up brilliantly there at the end because you said a pact with yourself, and it's something that I know you're an expert on. Um, and it, in this coaching space, like, you know, a lot of folks say accountability partner rather than coach and that those two are used uh, interchangeably. But so if we went with the accountability partner aspect as a coach, how important for your clients is self-accountability? As a coach, how important is self-accountability? Okay. So when we're coaching, Right. Like right now we're having this session and you can be on fire, can be lit up, can feel inspired. But when this call is over, it's what you do between the coaching 
Yes. That makes all the difference in the world. And so my job as your coach is to open the doors. So, you know, starting out with listening to you, like listening to your questions here, guiding this uh, podcast along. So listening to your questions and tweaking out some activities that perhaps can be done in between. So say, for example, you wanted to own that shanty shack for surfing and little bar and at the end of the beach. So what can you do? You're stuck in the corporate job. What can you do to start making that dream a reality? Maybe start with a vacation for longer than one week. Okay, so that's your homework this week. (laughs) And the accountability that you get to take on this week on your own is or get in touch with my wife and we're going to pick out these different beaches we want to go to. Well, that's homework. That's adult homework. Now you're checking out what vacation you want to go to. Then you get to check out when you get to go on vacation and then you're making your plans and then you're checking out, hey, we're going to go and see where these bars are and sit in a few of them and have a little bit of uh, Jimmy Buffett Sundays. Um, All of that. And so if you, and then you keep, I love keeping track. I have you keep track of it on a calendar. Every small, subtle step, even if it's not forward, if it stands still, is a forward movement. Sometimes we fall back a little bit, but keeping track of it is all forward movement because you can see what doesn't work. Right. And then you can, I have had so many experiences where I've woken up and I felt like I am not getting anywhere. This sucks. And life still happens. Even though I'm a coach and things are good, I have faced my fears. Life still happens. And when you keep track for yourself, you prove yourself wrong. Right. You can't deny it when it's right there in front of you, the progress that you've made, even if it's been standing still or falling back and you move forward from that fallback, you can't deny it. So that is how important it is for personal responsibility because you are the one that's building up the trust with your own actions for when I'm not there. Right. Yep. There. And, and it's going to happen. <laughs> well, tell me where folks can find you right? if they're ready to make a pact with themselves. Awesome. So you can find me at uh, the Art of Human Connection on Facebook. Uh, you can also find at theadan.com. That's the web page, and Thea at theadaniels.com. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can reach out to me. Uh, I'm working on my YouTube page as well. I've got a few things on there. So that is Coach Thea Daniels. And of course, finally, shoot me at 707-235-7866 and we can get this ball rolling. If you're ready to live your life, simply, simple choices, you'll go to, that is Bible for life for me. And you want to be living fulfilled and happy and in charge of your life. That's the time to give me a buzz. 
Awesome. I would say more, but I don't think there's any reason. To see. I really appreciate you being on. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Travis. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, check her out. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. Uh, like I told you at the top, man, electric, right? That gal is awesome. Uh, one of my favorite humans. She's just a, a ball of energy. And so be sure to check her out, follow her on social, check out her website. And, you know, if, if you heard this and you're like, that's the one for me, hit her up because she is making some amazing changes in people's lives. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you took something away and I will talk to you next time.